0: The pitchforks and torches came out as Syracuse scored an all-time record low, 44 points in the Dome in front of a season-high 27,803 fans. But then, the Orange pulled off a nice Quadrant 1 win, outlasting Louisville on the road just two days later. All of that, and we turn to Joe for his next game preview as Wake Forest comes to the Dome Sunday, February 11th at 1 o'clock.
1: Let's go. Fans, it's time for the Hughes Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Hughes Nation Podcast.
0: what's up Qs Nation. Thanks for tuning in to episode 56 of the QS Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. If you could please subscribe to whatever platform you listen on, that would really help us out and will be in your library as soon as an episode is published. We pride ourselves on giving you the most up-to-date, most efficient, well-orchestrated Syracuse sports podcast that we can. And, um... The, the, the gap between the Virginia game and the Louisville game with the Super Bowl right in the middle, uh, that just that didn't work out. So we're going to hit up Virginia real quick. Attendance at the Dome for uh, the Virginia game. Uh, 27,803, that is a, uh, that's a season high in Division I for attendance. Um, a couple bullet points on the box score. Um, Syracuse. Shot 33 percent. Our two main guys, Howard and Battle, combined for a total of 29 percent. Chukwu and Moyer never even bothered to shoot the ball. Uh, 44 points e- equaled out to about 1.1 point, uh, 1.1 point per minute. And uh, ah. Battle led all scores with 15. The good, uh, only seven turnovers. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't really capitalize on, 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 on anything, so um. That's That's pretty much it for the bullet points. The 44 points uh, are the fewest Orange has scored since 69-39 loss at Georgetown on March 9th. That game has been mentioned a couple times on this program. Virginia leads all-time series with Syracuse at 6-5. to five. Um, And then we mentioned the crowd, largest on-campus crowd of the season for Division I. Uh, Syracuse uh, floundered a little bit. Uh, the fans are really frustrated, but you're playing... A Cavaliers defense that ranks um, pretty much, they're pretty much number one. They rank first nationally in scoring defense, 52.7 points per game, third in field goal percentage at 37.6, and fifth in three-point field goal percentage defense at 29.7. So, yeah. uh, just, just they knew exactly what to do. They're a well-coached team. They're definitely a Final Four team, you know. the it was a disappointing game to watch in front of that many fans. And um, I felt really bad for the fans and uh, that, that showed up. Even though it was a Saturday, it was just unfortunate. But it is what it is. We move on. Joe, give me your first and final
1: thoughts for the UVA game. Just ugly. <laughs> I mean, again, yeah. we talked about it. We know do we know the inefficiencies that we have on offense and to shoot those percentages? And I mean, it wasn't even like, I mean, the rebounding they got, they had us in the boards, but I mean, they just, they're just a good team. They're a the number two team. So, um, yeah, all that is really is just an opportunity good to get a good win, win or lose, whether you're home or away,
0: you just want to see whether it you're home or
1: away. If you lose, it's not a bad game. All it is, is it's, I mean, It's an opportunity, and we went up. Our strength of schedule jumped like ten spots after that, and it's only going to help that in our RPI. So, all it is is an opportunity to get a good win, but it's not a bad loss, no matter where you play. So,
0: right, our RPI went up uh, one point after that game. Uh, It didn't hurt us all that much. All right, Um, let's put that one behind us. I think I think the pitchforks and torches came out way too early. If that was if that was say you know, Wake Forest. You no. know, Coming in like they're going to on Sunday, we would have a different. We'd have something yeah. different to say about it. But it's UVA. They're a Final Four team unless they get losing
1: losing to a team that's twenty-one and one, number two in the nation. Yeah, with an pretty much of one. Right. Like that's not that's not going to kill your season. That's not going to no. be the reason why you don't make the tournament. So no,
0: not at all. Uh, Syracuse headed to. Uh, Louisville. Two days after, attendance there sixteen thousand nine hundred and eighty three. Pretty good uh, for Yum the Yum for Yum Center for the KFC Yum Center. What a horrible name for a venue, in my opinion. A really, <laughs> uh, I mean, seriously, peel the skin off the chicken and it's nothing but bone. Poor things. Um, <clears throat> Louisville and Syracuse. They both shot really close. Syracuse j- shot forty seven percent. From the field, 46 from um, three point land, 75.8 from uh, the free throw line, and O'Shea Percette had a great game. He went four for nine, three for five from behind the arc, and he made five out of seven free throws of 16 points. Howard and Battle combined for 47 points, and Howard with only one turnover, just excellent, scoring 78 points on the road and only turning the ball over as a team eight times. Um, holding holding Louisville to who was a pretty good three point shooting team to 23.8 percent from behind the arc, and they also shot about 46 percent from the field. So uh, really good some some quick facts on that game. It marked just the fourth time this season the Orange had uh, shot better than. 50 percent they never trailed in the final 28 58 of that game and Monday night was just the second time in the past eight games with more than 28 points in the first half for Syracuse they got 39 in the first half it was awesome um, it, was, yeah. it was it was it was Wait. I mean we should have probably went into the locker room up by 11 maybe but there was some unfortunate events with follow trouble and we'll get into that um, for two teams that are ranked Pretty high, I guess. Uh, Syracuse didn't collect one block. And Louisville just had one. They ranked six, second and sixth nationally. So uh, oh, not wow. a lot of block shots going on. Louisville owns the advantage in the series, 18 to 9. A lot mm-hmm. of ground to make up there. And then everybody saw Greg Paulus. You know, he's a Syracusian, or was. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Joe, grading the orange, I'm gonna give it to you first. We're gonna grade the orange and do the player of the game for this one. Tyus Battle and Howard had great games combined for forty seven points. I mentioned that, fourteen for thirty overall. And just in the well, the last two the last two games, the last two losses that we had, they were sixteen for sixty-eight with a combined twenty six percent. So yeah. huge turnaround coming going into the, the KFC Yum Center, Joe.
1: Yeah, we well we um we went from playing our worst offensive game to our best offensive game, so it was just uh, that's exactly what we needed. And I, I, I'm giving them, I'm going to give them an A, not an A plus, but overall, again, best offensive game that we've had. And I think if they would have stayed a little bit out of foul trouble and been able to keep a lead a little bit better, I think that they kind of dominated that game. And the fact that it got close near the end was. Kind of scary, so that's why I give him the A. But um, again, going on the road, getting the quadrant one win—it's exactly what we needed after that uh, that awful, awful performance against Virginia. So, with my player of the game, I'd probably have to go uh, Frank Howard. Actually, would probably be my player of the game. Their his stats were pretty similar to Tyus Battle's. Um, they had the same field goal percentage, uh, but Tyus Battle went over for two from the three point line. Frank Howard went three for five, and again, like you said. Uh, he had one turnover and um, he had five rebounds to Tyus battles four, So it was close. I mean, it was both of them. Um, they neither. Nobody on their team could guard him, especially when that Ryan McMahon kid came in. But uh, yeah, that's, that's what I would probably grade him. It's an a and uh player of the game, Frank Howard.
0: All right. Well, um, you know, we mentioned how, how close the game was, Syracuse shooting 47, 23, or 25 out of 53 to Louisville's 46. Um, the game was, you know, when we were up by 10 and we got into foul trouble and it became it became kind of an issue when they started driving the lane. I don't know why they abandoned that strategy. I thought no, me neither. You and I texted. I, I thought it was I thought they were just gonna pick us off one by one. Um, and, yep. and and knock us out. The stats on the box score were so comparable, and you know, just they 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 both played a really good game. Um, I give them I give them an A minus, only only because of, I mean, only because I don't want to be too generous, really. But <laughs> the, you know, some of the fouls were iffy. I'll I'll say that you know, but um, O'Shea set I would have to say, uh, coming into this game, he was the, the one of the biggest disappointments in the past few games. So I'm going to go ahead and give him uh, my player of the game. Scoring 16 points, seven defensive rebounds. He went five for seven from the free throw line, and every one of those helped. What was what was it? 22 for 29 from the free throw line, um, mm-hmm. and also Syracuse outscored Louisville off of turnovers, 20 to nine. 16 and 0 in the first half. Mm-hmm. So that was huge. And, you know, holding them holding them to 5 of 21 from behind the arc was huge. The The issues in the first half for me, or Dolerzai and Matt Moyer each picking up three fouls in the first half. I think Matt Moyer picked up three of them in 13 minutes. Um, yeah. You know, so it was good. It was a great road win. As of right now, Louisville's RPI is still 42 after the loss. Ours is 43. We yep. are currently a quad one away Game for a team, and we are a quad two home game for a team in Louisville. Obviously, they're in the they're in the same they're in the same situation. So, I guess let me ask you something, Joe. If you look at the RPI, you look where we stand. They have one more they have one more game than us on uh, in conference play. Six and five, or five and six, right? Yep. Is Louisville
1: a tournament team? Is there any doubt? Uh, I think right now they are. Before last night, they were. The records are starting to look more and more similar, but. uh I really haven't scoured their their schedule too much. I know they lost to Boston College earlier in the year, um, as far as in conference. Um, but other than that, I don't really think they have a bad loss. So it looks like they're probably in a better position than we are right now. Um, but if they keep playing the way they did last night, I don't know because they they look like they had, they played with a little bit of lack of effort last night. So definitely definitely a a good team, but. Yeah. Um, right it, now they're in a better position than us, but I'd say that it's we're we're very comparable, two comparable teams.
0: Yeah, I would I would have to agree. And the reason I ask is to just try to ease everybody's minds a little bit because we're so close on the quadrant scale and in conference play. I know they have a couple bigger wins than us, but um, they have some they have some uh, they beat a couple ranked teams if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. So they do have that going for them over us, but you know we've got a lot of opportunities going forward to take some of this momentum and and do the same thing. And we're just gonna have to see. I don't, I I understand everybody pounding on the team and the coaches. I get it. I really do, cause I get pissed too. But when you when you have a game like they had against UVA, which UVA is an awesome team. And then you have a game like you do against Louisville. It's like everybody's forgotten about it. It's like it's like amnesia. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like you yep. didn't hear a peep out of the haters, uh, and we'll get into some of that on the fan feedback, but you didn't hear a peep about it. So that's my final thought on, on post-Louisville. Joe, what's
1: yours? Really, like you said, as far as tournament goes, um, if we're comparing the two teams, just looking at the real-time RPI uh, app, they're 42 RPI um, with 20... 20- their strength schedule is at 20, and you know, we're 43 RPI. streak strength schedule is at 24, and they have one game on us in the um, ACC conference, like you said. I don't think they have as bad of losses, um, and I know that some of their losses, I looked, I mean, they, they lost to Memphis, uh, Seton Hall, Purdue, and I think Kentucky in non-conference. So they did struggle early in non-conference, but those are good teams. Yeah, so, absolutely. again, um, we're very comparable, and this win just, it it it, it should erase any doubts um we're 16 and 8 and we have a a very winnable game coming up um we'll get to 17 and 8 with 6 games left um again we're playing against good teams mostly tournament teams except for the game at Boston College and that's not going to be easy either but it's 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 still looking okay so you know come off come off the ledge after that Virginia game so. yeah
0: I know I understand like I said I understand it but come on let's be get, get think realistic a little bit all right Louisville in the mirror. We have a uh, we have a good span to enjoy. We got what five five days to enjoy that win. So might as well soak it up, Cuse. That's it, Louisville. That's all we have to say about that. All right, some fan feedback. I'm going to mix these up a little bit, Joe. Um, we I'm going to do a little bit after UVA, and then and, and then we will we'll do, um. We'll do after Louisville. Okay. Uh, Brian with a Y posts, playground basketball, Jim Bayheim has no offensive game plan. <laughs> what we know is game plan. It's it's to create. They got to go out there and they got to create their own space, and, and, and they just they have just a hard time shooting. Joe, yeah. we, I, we talked earlier today about how they weren't having, they didn't in this past game against Louisville, they didn't have Chuku set the high ball screen. Instead, they were having the forwards alternate kind of doing it, and it seemed to work better, and that's what created the lanes. So um, that's kind of an offensive game plan,
1: right? Yeah. So, well, he, cha- he changed it once our guards were uh, – Frank Howard in battle, they were just blowing by their guys. So when we started setting the high-roll pick, the other guys started – they started double-teaming him and left the other guy open. And Chuku, he wasn't looking to do anything, and he can't really dribble – so what they did when they knew they were going to double team was they had Moyer or um, Dolje come up, and those guys were uh, picking and then rolling. And you saw a couple times. I mean, Moyer wasn't so successful, but uh, Dolje a couple times he got it. He hit a mid-range jumper when he was wide open. He uh, a couple times he drove and had made some passes for some layups. So that's they were creating off of that and taking advantage of that. But I mean, our game plan is mostly just giving the ball to battle and. Howard and Brissett and letting them create. So, yeah, but they did make adjustments to they, they to did. help their offense. But it, it, I wouldn't say they run set plays or have a game plan. That was just an in-game kind of uh, adjustment.
0: Um, Frank says, no offense, no bench, and fans sitting on their hands with six minutes left. This is during the Virginia game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Good point, Frank. Way to, what are we playing? State the obvious? One point, Frank. Um, Yeah,
1: well, one point per minute is going to do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Jeff, after the UVA game, post, they might not win again this season. Well, Jeff. (laughs) Well, Jeff, that's really negative, okay? And I don't don't like that attitude at all, Jeff. Um, Well, I'll
1: tell you what, Jeff. (laughs) If anybody is – going up on a ledge and, take in, and making a comment like that or even realistically thinking about that after losing to the number two team, then you have a, an expectation and, and realistic uh, expectation problem. So,
0: Yeah, well, okay. Come yeah. on
1: down from the, the ledge, Jeff. Yeah. Calm down because guess what? They won, they won another game.
0: That must have been right after the game, man. You need to take a couple deep breaths before you start posting. Dave, yeah. worst team I have seen in some time. Not even NIT worthy. Ugh.
1: Again. Come on, come on. So the That's an emotional post. That's Next. an
0: emotional post. Uh, there's a plenty of them. Okay, that was UVA. Here's after, oh God. here's after Louisville. Great win, boys. Shut up all the hate and cues fans who doubted you. Well, apparently no, that, not Ben. That was Jeff? That, that was Ben. That was Ben, that was ben <laughs> after Yeah, right. Yeah. That was that was Ben after the Louisville win. Uh yeah, Ben, good point. I did I could find hardly any haters after that game. Uh there is no uh Jake posts. There is no rhyme or reason to this team. Jake, nope. I'm mm-hmm. as miffed as you, buddy. I get yeah. it. Good point.
1: It's like just hopping on a roller coaster. You've never been on blindfolded, and it, that's what this is.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh, Steven, build on this win and get to the dance. It's one step closer, Joe. Um, what, what do you say we got to do going forward? Looking at the schedule, what, can, what will solidify it? Well, well not the easiest road saying, oh, beat Duke, beat UNC. But what what is kind of the average road, the realistic road they could take from here?
1: Uh, just win. Just win. <laughs> <Okay>. They're not <laughs> playing against teams that they can't beat. Uh, there's obviously going to be some more talented teams than that. But we don't know how uh, a Miami team or a Clemson team or some of these teams are going to react to the zone that we have. And this zone is something that is better than the zone that we've had the past three years. So most of the players that we're going to be playing against hasn't played against this zone. So I I really, you don't really know, honestly, you don't, but uh, the only thing you can do is win. And I mean, it starts on Sunday and that's really the, that's going to be the, the, that's like the game as far as if there's a game on the schedule, that's a must win. This next one is it, Oh, but that's not obviously going to be enough to get us in the tournament. But uh, let's let's get this one on Sunday, get to 17 and eight and uh, get back to 500 again in the uh, ACC. And then maybe we'll talk.
0: Exactly. So. Anthony says great energy. The team earned this victory. Good resume builder for March Madness. Anthony, great point. Uh, yep. I, I would agree. Um, let's see. Gary says, I was nervous that before the half, Was going to cost us. We talked a little bit about that. Great win in the (laughs) end, Gary. Good point. Absolutely. Cecil. Right there with you, Gary. This this one wins the day. This one wins the day from Cecil. Dilly dilly.
1: Dilly dilly.
0: Dilly dilly. I mean, what what else can you say? What else can you say? Uh, Let's see. Gene. Offense looked much better tonight. Jeez, Gene. (laughs) Gene Gene, Gene has the profile picture of uh, a Michigan football player. So,
1: okay.
0: Uh, thank you, Gene. I guess. Um, yeah. Mike, great three-point shooting tonight. Hard-fought road win, boosting the chance for the big dance. Yeah, they um, mm-hmm. we mentioned they shot forty-six percent from behind the arc. It's awesome. The offense was clicking. They were creating opportunities for themselves, and it's great. All right. All right, Joe, Sunday at 1 o'clock, Wake force comes in, currently have an RPI of 118. They are, this would be a quad three home game, as you we were just saying. It's a must win, not because it boosts the resume, but because it will hurt the resume, Joe. Yes. So what do we have to look forward to, buddy?
1: Yes, yeah, so it will definitely hurt the resume more than any other game on the schedule. Well, we have to look forward to just basically revenge. There's no reason why... They wouldn't have it on their minds Uh, after playing the offense that they did against Virginia and and leaving home that big crowd. They uh, they must have been down. I'm sure that Jim Beheim had some words for him. And, you know, at the end of the day, they know that they're getting close to the end of the season. And what Beheim said in his post conference, you know, the last eight games, this is going to define the rest of the season. We're there. We have the opportunity and um, they went and they seized, they seized the game, and they seized the resume builder on on Monday after you know not really being able to take advantage of the Virginia game and, and coming out and playing bad against the number two. But um, yeah, if we turn around and we lose this game on Sunday, it's just going
0: to pretty gonna much be erase. On the ledge again.
1: Yeah, it's going it's gonna erase what we just did.
0: Exactly. Yes,
1: so boy. we have to stay the course. We have to win this game. Um, I felt we kind of let one slip away the first time against Wake Forest. Uh, Bryant Crawford went off for 19 points and um, they shot shift uh, 47% from the three point line. Um, they out rebounded us 38 to 29, 12 to six on the offensive board. Um, so we can't let that happen again. I remember we played with, with not a lot of energy and not a lot of heart that day. Um, it felt like our guy's, walked in thinking that they were going to take it from them. Um, wake forest is nine and 14 overall. They only have, I think they're two and nine in the ACC. They just beat, um, they actually, they beat Florida state at home January 31st, but the, uh, that game and them beating us is the only two wins that they have. Um, and again, like you said, their RPIs in the 118s. it's a home game. Um, hopefully after this win, you know, we'll have a comparable crowd to Virginia and, um, get to 17 and eight, uh, you know, they still got, like, again, I I said, Brian Crawford, uh, Wilbekin, who hit some some deep threes the first time. Um, we just got to take that stuff away and we got to keep them off the boards because you couldn't. They had way too many boards um, they beat us in the big stats and we shot really, really bad. I remember Tyus battle had a really bad day. So. Um, just win. That's all we need to do, in the words of uh, Al Davis, just win baby yeah, just win baby that's what I'm talking about that's all we that's all we need to do right now is you know we can speculate we win on Sunday and then go three and three in our last six games, and we'll be in the tournament, yeah. but we need to win on Sunday now if we lose on Sunday, then our road to the tournament changes dramatically
0: yes, and um like we said it's the the win doesn't do anything but keep us out of. You know, keep us our head above water, basically. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, I am. I was looking to uh, do something on Quesnation dot com, our, our Quesnation pod, Show dot com. Sorry, um, for trying to get the 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 latest RPI just for Syracuse and kind of where we are in our quadrant wins and losses. As I yeah. started doing it, it's kind of difficult, but I think I can find a way to. I think I can find a way to make it a little easier. So it, once I get that out, I'll post that to Facebook. Um, while we got the time, Joe, uh, let's, let's talk about the Super Bowl just for a couple minutes. The Patriots the Patriots have not beaten an NFC East, East. team in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. They're 0 for 3.
1: Because of my G men,
0: <laughs> yeah, the G men beat them twice, and now the Eagles. Congratulations if you're an Eagles fan. Um, yes, just finally great. got one. Yeah, you know, I really didn't care until I cared. I didn't really care about the game until it was like until they strip sack Brady, and I'm like, oh yes, I'm yeah, I am well, ready to see the Eagles win their first.
1: A great group I, of guys. Yeah, sometimes I have it seem that I that I um. Want to see win stuff like that, but most of the time, if the Giants aren't in it, because I don't have beef with with New England as a Giants fan. Why would you? I mean, we were two and zero oh in, in the Super Bowl against them, um, and up until this game, it was the only we're the only team that beat them in the Super Bowl. So I have no ill will towards this New England whatsoever, and I do respect their uh, their program. And if you got a chance to watch that thirty for thirty uh, to two Bills that. with Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells, yeah, was a good? Pretty. Oh, yeah, pretty interesting, and, um, you know, Bill Belichick has ties with Bill Parcells all the way back to the, the Giant teams in the 80s that, uh, 80s and, uh, you know, early 90s that won two Super Bowls, so um, he's got a little bit of Giants' uh, blue bloodline. One of big those was a Bill's win in
0: there. One of those was a Bill's win in there. Two, yeah, no, just one.
1: Early 90s, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the early 90s, yeah, and we beat uh, John Elway in Denver, yeah. in, uh, I think it was 86-87 season, but... Um, yeah, so it was very interesting. But um, I didn't really care. When my team's not in it, I, I kind of just – I want a good game. And the one thing that New England proves is if they're in the Super Bowl, it's going to be a good game because when you look at them, how many games with New England has it come down to a, the last second field goal? Last year it went into overtime with a huge comeback. This year they came back and made it a good game. So um, I just want to see a good game.
0: And, and it was. And it was. I was trying to think of um, the, the, the game against the Eagles the first time in the Super Bowl was against New England with Donovan McNabb.
1: Yeah, and Terrell Owens. Yep.
0: Yeah, that, that was close, too.
1: That was a close game, absolutely, yeah. yeah.
0: Yep, so, so they're 1-1. They're one one. Oh, so I'm wrong then. My bad. So they are 1-3. one, and, one and three. They're not 0-3. They're 1-3 in the NFC East.
1: Yep, that's yeah, true.
0: My bad. I don't know why I said that. I forgot about that yeah. game. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, it was good game. And the
1: Gi- and the Giants had the best uh, commercial, so.
0: Yeah, that was pretty good. I liked Odell it. and Eli. Amy was my wife dance. was cringing a little bit. She's like, "Why are they doing that?" I'm like, "They're making fun of the end zone dances." Yeah. And she doesn't understand any of that. I was like whatever. No, it's
1: funny. <laughs> Nobody puts Odell in the corner.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, there was a couple good commercials. I thought the um, I thought the AI commercial was funny because that's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the,
1: uh, they just predicted the, uh, the
0: future with that one.
1: Yeah, the uh, Doritos and Mountain Dew commercials with um, the dude like from, uh, uh, Game of Thrones and uh, Morgan the, Freeman. Pete, yeah, Morgan Freeman, singing yeah. Missy Elliott and uh, Peter Dinklage singing Buster Rhymes <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, that was it was it was overall pretty good. But um, another thing I wanted to throw out there that I just saw today because I don't know if you saw it, but you know. National signing days tomorrow, right?
0: Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. So, um, write up on it. I don't think, yeah. Yeah. There's a little write up on syracuse.com that'll give you all the information you need to know. It looks like we're about to stack up on some running backs, um, which is good. Athletes. So, but, um, also, I saw today that zero of Syracuse's players got an invite to the combine. Wow. That just boggled my mind.
0: Why the, uh, receivers?
1: how is steve ishmael not getting a,
0: uh, it makes sense i mean no he led the
1: nation in like catches <laughs> and yards he's ah, like a, t- a two-team all-american i mean i can understand zayer franklin because of his height and uh his speed coverage ability and paris Be- paris bennett he's got a little bit of height and coverage ability but he doesn't have the strength and and uh the weight uh the weight and um irv phillips he's a little small um so I can see those guys because Zerf Phillips isn't a natural receiver. He'll end up getting picked up undrafted to New England or something and be something. But yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but Steve Ishmael, I mean, looks like a pretty legit receiver to me. I mean, all Absolutely. throughout the season, he was playing against some of the great, the better corners, and he was beating them, and he got nothing but respect from the other coaches. And you know, I, it just, that just boggles my mind.
0: Uh, that's crazy. I did not see yeah. that. All right. Well, hey, uh, next episode maybe we'll throw that at the end. Uh, after Sunday's game, we'll um, we'll include some of that stuff for for uh, for signing day for football. So, all yeah. right. Hey, thanks for tuning in to episode 56. That's all we got for you today. Remember, go to Facebook.com forward slash Q's Nation podcast.
1: Wake Forest tonight
0: at Miami. Wake Forest tonight at Miami so that oh, RPI sorry, could change. Oh, tomorrow? Okay. Yep. That RPI could change. It's 118 right now. Just keep your eye on that. But that's it. That's all we got. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out.
1: You You just heard heard the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. Joe.
0: Figure Lending LLC DBA Figure Equal Opportunity Lender NMLS 1717824 Terms and conditions apply Visit figure.com for more information For licensing information Go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org
1: Some people just know There's a better way to do things Like bundling your home And auto insurance with Allstate Or hiring someone to move your piano Instead of doing it yourself So do things the better way Bundle home and auto And save up to 25% with Allstate